1: Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret.
0: And today we're going to be talking about why can't I stop loving you? Well, if you're going through a situation where somebody's broken up with you and you're really hurting for a long period of time, sometimes you get to the point where you're like, why can't I just move on?
1: Yeah, get out of my head. Get what? out of my life. Why am
0: I still thinking about this person, obsessing about everything they do, everything they might be doing, based on the small amount of information that you've got? And it could be really hard to move on to these, from these situations because we get attached. Yes. Love is incredibly powerful. Oh, God, yes. And the bonds that we form with people often last a lifetime. Which is why we say your ex isn't just going to forget
1: about you. No, that's right. Yes, and it's important to remember that. But particularly if you're surprised by a breakup, you can't turn those feelings off in two minutes.
0: No. You know? Because you thought things were good.
1: Yeah, you thought things were fine. And people beat themselves up for that. People beat themselves up after a breakup anyway, even though we don't recommend it. And one of the things they say is, I should be over this by now. Remember, Mm -hmm. shoulds are always tricky. Mm -hmm. But yes, I should be over this by now. So why is it so hard? So number one, because we can't turn it off the minute that the relationship ends. And this lady makes some suggestions here about some reasons she has heard about Mm -hmm. that make it difficult to stop loving somebody in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the first ones is, you thought your ex-partner was the one. That's big. It is big. Because the
0: beliefs that we hold about our partner really uh, affect the way we see the relationship. I remember one girl that I dated, and we probably were only dating like three or four months, Mm -hmm. but because I thought we were going to be like a really serious relationship, and I thought we had a great foundation on a lot of things... um, When she ended the relationship, I was shocked, and it was pretty devastating, and it was only a couple-month relationship. I'm like, why am I
1: dying over this? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but it
0: was because I believed we were going to be a long-term relationship, and who knows from where, but...
1: Yeah. Well, this lady says that, you know, in, in retrospect, you now wonder if you were too optimistic and didn't notice that you were the only one who didn't see any red flags, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you think your part, your current partner is the one, okay, then you're gonna love with your whole heart and put everything you have into it.
0: And yeah, because it, it feels like, oh well, destiny has us That's together, right. so it
1: doesn't matter because we're gonna be together. Right, exactly. Um, and that you and you tend not to notice the red flags that your partner might still be might not still be quite as enthusiastic as you are. Mm -hmm. But you don't see the red flags because you're so convinced that that person is the one.
0: Yeah. It's dangerous to hold these kind of beliefs.
1: It really is.
0: Right? These uh, ideas of like twin flames or um, love at first sight. You know, if you want to believe it, that's up to you. But you're taking a risk. Yes, you are. Right?
1: Yeah. Believing your ex-partner was the one. There isn't the one there may be some people with whom it would work out for you Mm -hmm. if you happen to encounter them under the right circumstances Mm -hmm. but it's not one strike and you're out
0: yeah okay and i think we could probably dedicate an entire video on the concept of the one
1: i think we could yeah in fact why don't we do that yeah um so what we're saying is what this lady is saying here that we tend to ignore the red flags When we think our person is the one. And we love too much. We put too much of ourselves into it so that we feel totally bereft when the relationship ends. It's like I don't know what to do now. This person has been the center of my world for quite some time. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right? The next one is putting all of your eggs in one basket. Now, there's one we've heard since childhood, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I remember thinking when I was in the third or fourth grade, what does that mean anyway? I don't have a basket. You know, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah. And what, what this Dr. Gunther is saying here is that um, in the euphoria of a new relationship with the one, okay, it's very easy to just want to spend all of your time with that person and withdraw from the rest of your social circle. Yeah. Okay? And she's talking particularly about people who tend to be avoidant. Um, And if you tend to be avoidant, then it's going to take you a long time to open up to a partner. Yeah. And if you make your partner wait too long, that person can get kind of tired of waiting. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? And sometimes, just when you're ready to open up, They've had enough and walk out. Yeah. Okay? And the eggs in the basket is that then when you get left, you have withdrawn from your normal social circle and you have to reconnect with them too. And it will take time.
0: So in other words, if you make your partner your entire world and you don't incorporate other aspects of your life, you might find yourself with nobody if the relationship ends. Right. nobody
1: if the relationship ends but also in a very difficult situation if you're avoided because you've just come to the point of being ready to open up and the relationship ends Yep. so don't hold out too long don't put it all out there at once either but certainly don't hold back too long okay now this one she calls interim reinforcement and i found this particularly interesting I hadn't thought about it this way. If you had a parent who showed up and disappeared at whim, Mm -hmm. you may be unconsciously attracted to partners who do the same thing. Okay. Because you were trained to tolerate that powerlessness, you are nevertheless well able to keep your love intact while they are gone. Mm. Okay? Your loyalty does have a price. You may find yourself watching your partner's every move, trying to piece together his or her agenda. Mm -hmm. Like, what does he want? I hear from him every six months. Um,
0: And putting your life on hold.
1: Absolutely. Do you make excuses for your partner when you are powerlessly waiting for each reconnect to happen? Mm -hmm. When he or she does return, seemingly glad to see you, do you assume that everything is okay? Deep inside, though, you may unconsciously be feeling childhood triggers and wonder if your partner is going to come back this time. Yep. You do everything you can to let go without complaint, Mm -hmm. re-welcoming them without blame, and keep telling yourself that you have nothing to worry about.
0: Okay. So, it sounds to me like, you know, what... They're really saying is they're having a hard time letting go of somebody that came and go, you know, came and went, and and, and in and out of your life because your parents kept doing the same thing to you,
1: and you're very used to that pattern Mm -hmm. and trained for it, and it feels familiar. Yeah.
0: So it feels normal that my dad used to disappear for months at a time and pop back. So my partner would do the same thing. Yeah. Got it. Right. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I thought it it
1: was very interesting. I had never thought about it Mm -hmm. this way. If that parent eventually leaves for good, your cumulative unrequited availability and devotion will make it difficult for you to let go. Mm-hmm. As you, as you did as a child, you will try to wait as long as it might take for the miracle to happen again. And I don't know. We've we've both talked to one particular client who had an on on again, off again relationship, um, and you know it's it's. You feel bad for her because she does keep waiting and she keeps hoping that the miracle will happen again. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. I mean, she's put up with it for a really long time and she really needs to be able to say no more of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was very insightful and I hadn't thought about it quite this way. Okay. All right. When your past defines your future, Mm -hmm. if you've dated for a while and the right person has just not come along, Mm -hmm. you can easily become pessimistic, cynical or even bitter. All three of those feelings will unfortunately cast a formidable shadow on any of your future hopes. Mm -hmm. Even if you do not realize it, you will behave as if there is no one who can truly love you in the way you want to be loved. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I said that too. Wow. You might unconsciously be broadcasting that belief to any new partner, warning that they could be held responsible for those mm. who have hurt you in the past. Mm. And that happens, right? Yep. I'm controlling because you know my first wife ran around with everybody in town. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: Um,
1: that I'm not your first wife. Okay. And don't make assumptions about me. But that's the kind of thing they're saying. Yeah. So you could be blamed for something everybody else has done. Oh, it happens a lot. Yes, it does. If you have enough going for you, you may still have interested takers who might be willing to swim in the shark-infested waters to get the prize. You may be unwittingly and continually testing them to see if they'll stick around until you finally drop your armor. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Some guys wait a long time. Some women wait a long time. If you test too long before opening your heart again, that person might give up because the, cost of, because the cost of being with you is starting to outweigh the gain of being with you. How terrible that would be if concurrently you have begun opening up the floodgates at the same time as your partner has had it and leaves. Wow. That would be a terrible situation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Got a couple more here, right?
1: Yep. Um, When you make it your fault, in the throes of your feelings of abandonment and broken trust, you may feel as though your path will never go away, your pain will never go away, and that you will never be able to love again. It is totally natural and understandable that you would feel that way for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've been left behind before, you may be unconsciously creating that pattern and need some professional guidance to help you. Pathological grief can keep you unable to accept the ending of relationships. You may be in danger of holding on to your sorrow as a substitution for the relationship. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Um, Fearful that it would be even more painful if you accepted the finality of the relationship. And that speaks to me of a client I had seen in my private practice who absolutely could not give up the finality of her mother's death. And she was finally able to say this, that if I give up um, the sorrow and acknowledge the finality of her death, then it will feel even worse. Mm. But you can't hold on to a ghost, you know you eventually have to let go and this makes perfect sense and very few people put this into words okay all right got one more i got one more fantasy love think of all the things about your partner that you desired and those that you have you were afraid to lose those attachments are the tethers that keep relationships intact mm-hmm. even after a relationship ends you might not be able to let go of those attachments they made you feel alive valuable and wanted Mm -hmm. okay Uh, and those are hard things to give up oh yeah and you had reason to believe that your partner felt exactly the same way yeah now your partner's gone and you are still remembering the relationship as though it were reciprocally satisfied Mm -hmm. and perfect
0: yeah you have this idea of how perfect and wonderful it was going to be Right. And giving it up means just going back to the ordinary life that you felt like you had. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be an ordinary life, and it can be great. You just have to make some changes. Yeah, exactly. You know, holding on to something that's a fantasy is only going to prolong you from moving forward and finding real happiness. And it happens. It happens a lot.
1: I'm thinking of an old song called The Way We Were. Mm -hmm. Do you know the song? Uh, yes with Barbara Streisand. it was a wonderful song about that mm-hmm. can it have all can it have been all so perfect then or has time rewritten every line you know and that's exactly what she was talking about that in retrospect the relationship looks perfect and of course it wasn't yeah all right
0: so hopefully this will help you think about why it's so tough to move on after a breakup yeah. and why it's so uh, Easy to find yourself a year, two years later, mm-hmm. obsessing about your ex and where they're at and what they're doing. But when it gets to that point, you know, they've moved on and they're doing their own thing. That doesn't mean they won't come back in your life one day. Right. But you're living almost like a half-life right. where all you're doing is wondering about what their life is like. Yeah.
1: When your life could be better than that. And I had an almost one-liner to share today, too, that fits here. Um, You can't write a new chapter in your life when you're still rereading the old one.
0: Something to think about. Yeah. Okay.
1: I thought this was insightful. I thought this lady had some creative ways of looking at things.
0: Yeah, and hopefully it helped you guys. I hope it's helpful. Of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is, of course, available for Skype
1: coaching. Yes, and I can get you in a little more quickly now than I could before. I've caught up some, so I'd love to hear from you.
0: Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. And make sure to subscribe to the channel. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk
1: with you soon.